Um, folks, this morning we're going to start off by speaking to a regular caller inner um, to the show. Um, we get joined each week by 4SA. They speak to us about the state of the nation. 4SA is uh, the freedom of religion in South Africa. They are a legal advocacy organization which work to promote and uh, protect our constitutional right to religious freedom in South Africa. And this morning, uh, we are joined by Daniela Ellebeck, who is an attorney of the High Court of South Africa. She also serves as a parliamentary liaison. She's a graduate from Rhodes University. And I wonder if we are, I'm getting a thumbs up. (laughs) She's a graduate from Rhodes University and she has specialized in litigation Daniela it's always good to be joined uh, uh, with you uh, this morning are, are you live on air right now I am Mark, can you hear me <laughs> yes I can hear you fine I was a little bit concerned for uh, for a couple of seconds there um, I, I was seeing some zoomy stuff happening in front of me and I was wondering if uh, if uh, if the if the room was open um, but it's great to uh, great to hear from you Daniela thanks for joining us today it's a pleasure to be here with you and your listeners. Now, Daniela, each um, each week uh, we we talk um, relate uh, stuff related to um, uh, the church and the state. I, I recognise that you're under pressure for time this week, um, but there are new um, health regulations that are on the board. Maybe you just want to give us uh, a high level overview of what's going on. Pleasure, Mark. So I think perhaps the first place to start off is to explain to people where we find ourselves at the moment, because for two years we found ourselves in a state of national disaster and we had all these regulations and directions from the ministers and these would change often and we were in different alert levels and now we're still under regulations even though we're not under the state of disaster. So maybe let's just put it in context for people. Um, So the state of disaster ended on the 4th of April, and then we had 30 days of transitional regulations from the COCTA minister, Minister Dlamini Zuma, um, just to bridge the gap of us exiting the state of disaster. Those regulations automatically expired um, on midnight, um, at midnight on the 4th of May. Now, what's happened is that all the regulations under under the state of disaster have lapsed, they've been recalled, those no longer apply or exist. But the, on the 4th of May, just before the lapsing of the transitional regulations, the health minister, Dr. Fala, promulgated regulations or amendments um, to 2017 regulations um, under the National Health Act. So where we find ourselves currently is we've got the National Health Act that... Um, its goal is to uh, legislate um, healthcare services nationally and so forth. And then in terms of that act, in 2017, um, regulations were made about notifiable medical conditions. And the 4th of May amendments that the uh, minister published amend these 2017 regulations. So it's quite confusing and loopy, but I hope most listeners are with me that the Disaster um, Management Act regulations that we had for the last two years are now null and void, they no longer apply. And where we are at now is under the Health Act with amendments being made to old regulations from 2017, way before COVID. And those regulations now apply. So 
anything that, I mean, I'm sitting in studio now with a couple of pastors, spoke to a couple of pastors, even after I knew that this was coming out and this would be what we're talking about. Anything that we need to be aware of? I mean, like, have they dropped all the all the, the stuff that was unnecessary and we now live with only stuff which is absolutely necessary? Or or is there confusion in the system? Are there any, are there, is there anything that we actually, I mean, has anything actually fundamentally changed? I'm, so th- I'm talking in terms we- of practice. <laughs> yes. So um, there is a bit of confusion. So let's perhaps clear that up first and then talk about what the practical implications are. Is um, The minister is still asking for comments on the draft health regulations. Now, the difference between the amendments that were published mm. on the 4th of May, which are now in effect indefinitely, and the draft health regulations is that the amendments are in the minister's words, limited regulations only. Um, And they promulgated the amendments, which are three regulations only, um, to ensure that there is no gap in terms of the legal instrument to contain the spread of COVID and future notified medical conditions. But the public still has until the 5th of July to comment on the draft health regulations, which are far more encompassing and wide and broad and far reaching and contain very um, concerning clauses such as mandatory treatment with treatment not being defined. Um, So they still have time until the 5th of July to comment on that. And what it seems like, and this is the confusion because now we've got like half-baked regulations that have been passed, but Mm. comments still ongoing on the draft regulations, is that um, the amendments that have been passed are interim only and the full amendments that government is considering are contained in the draft regulations. And those, as the listeners will know, we've spoken about those before, those are very dangerous for a number of reasons, um, including the fact that treatment is undefined and you could be forced with mandatory treatment. Uh, You know, even as you talking, I, I have gone and read as much as I could in terms of the new legislation that's coming out asked a number of pastors in terms of their own thinking and what kind of questions sprang to their mind. I realized, Daniela, that you are going to need to leave us shortly. And so I I don't want to ask you the thousands of questions that came to mind from a group of pastors, but but particularly just in terms of social distancing, a number of people just asked. um, They didn't see anything specifically about, you know, 1.5 meters apart. You know, can you can you stand near a person near enough to talk to a person over a cup of tea? and coffee uh, that you can actually hear them um, that they, they didn't see things like that there was mass confusion around this occupancy certificate which has actually been there for a long time I mean I can remember posting an occupancy certificate up like two years ago at the church that I was at but there was still con- some confusion as to like like what is that do I need to go to a local police station and you know sign an affidavit that this is viable or do I get my compliance officer at my local church to you know uh, print one up in power PowerPoint or you know how does this work what what actually needs to be displayed those kinds of things uh, and then massive confusion in terms of schools uh, in terms of children you know like our children we send our kids to school they sit next to like like kids within close proximity 100% in the classroom um but we've got vacation bible clubs you know coming up in in the next holidays are we telling them what they can't do at school during the week uh, or what they can do at school during the week they 
can't do when they you know come onto school property uh, in just a few weeks time um, Mark, those are all excellent questions. So let me start off by saying that there are gaps in the amendments. Like I already said, um, the minister said that these are limited regulations only, and a lot was not addressed. Things like social distancing weren't addressed. But what has been addressed is, one, mask wearing inside buildings is mandatory, even for children. The Department of um, Health put out a media statement saying that children do have to wear masks inside school buildings, although they are not limited to 50% um, capacity of the classroom, as you pointed out. Um, then the second thing is gatherings. So if you want to have a gathering of less than a thousand people, you do not need proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test certificate that is less than 72 hours old as an entry requirement. But if you want to have over a thousand people, then you do need to have the proof of vaccination or the negative COVID test as an entry requirement. But at both times, you're only allowed to have 50% of the building. So let's say that um, your church hall takes 500 people. You will only be allowed to have 250 people inside. So I think that, you know, it's social distancing is implied. Um, in there, but because it's less than a thousand people, you don't need to ask them for proof of vaccination or negative COVID test uh, before they're allowed to set foot in church. If your church auditorium can take 5,000 people, um, you're allowed to have 2,500 people for 2% occupancy, but because it's over a thousand people, um, you will have to ask for a COVID test or a um, vaccination certificate before allowing them to set foot in the church. The same goes for outdoor gatherings, except now the limit is 2,000. So less than 2,000, um, no entry requirements. Over 2,000, you know, there's entry requirements and still the 50% counts. Regarding the occupancy certificate, um, I would refer people to our FAQs. There is a link in there to um, an occupancy certificate that the um, government put up back during lockdown that people can download. It seems to be a simple case of the pastor or the owner of the venue just filling it out, saying, you know, normally this would be 100% occupancy, so 50% occupancy is this. Um, what I do want to point out is that because these amendments amend the existing 2017 regulations, one of the things that it says in the 2017 regulations is that if you don't abide by the regulations, you commit a criminal offense and you can face an unspecified fine or up to 10 years in jail. Now, the amendments don't amend that bit in the 2017 regulations. So if you don't abide by these regulations, people need to be aware that um, they are committing a criminal offense currently in terms of the law and that they could go to jail if found guilty. Well, you know, Daniela, all of that is super helpful in terms of setting the stage for, uh, I'm sure, a thousand conversations that pastors and elders all over the country need to be having, even as Sunday is approaching. I always appreciate um, the time that you guys afford us and engaging on these important uh, conversations uh, so that our listeners know I have put a link to the FAQs on Health Regulations Amendment 2022 uh, into the show notes and uh, we'll point them uh, to your website which is 4sa.org.za for more information um, and also to remind them that there is a number of videos, uh, links and 
newsletters that they can sign up for uh, at that location. Thanks very much for the work that you guys do, Daniela. I appreciate you guys keeping us informed. Oh, Mark, thank you so much for the support and for um, yeah, the space to, to share this with uh, your listeners. God bless. Enjoy the rest of your day.